Digital 410 Productions proudly presents the What's in Your Head podcast. Digitized live from the ACT Computer Studios in Cape Coral, Florida, it's the What's in Your Head podcast with your hosts Gordon and Don Abernathy. What's up, what's up, what's up, OG5? It's another Tuesday. We are here. We're queer. We're not going anywhere. Get used to it. But uh, how are you doing, Gordon? <laughs> you speak for yourself. Well, queer means odd, so I guess uh, I guess that's right. Yes. yes I'm good. Yes. I'm, I'm all right. I'm good. Good, 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 all right, all right, good. I want to start off this episode. I want to start that in post, please. I want to start off this episode of the What's in Your Head podcast with the Cape Coral Fishing Report. Nothing's yeah. out there. Is this hot news? <laughs> Nothing's out there. Uh, we caught one fish tonight, but I will say over the last three days, in the majority of the canals, we haven't had like a rainstorm for more than twenty minutes in like six months. We went out to a new canal system the other day where everybody said, oh, this is where peacock bass is every time we go out fishing. and on Carrie's, This is the place. This is where you're going to slay TikTok, it, right? TikTok lies because she gets, well, I'll get to that in a minute. Well, but people are like, you need to go. TikTok, come on. <laughs> you need to go here because this is where everybody, everybody gets peacock. Well, we went there and it was a cool place, but the, no shit. The entire canal system, with the exception of one corner, was three feet deep with two and a half feet of grass. That, and you can see the stain on the water on the seawall where it's like seven feet low. That's how bad we are with rain right now. But I will say this: in these clear waters, um, white is hitting. You throw a white worm, a white super fluke, a white bandito bug from Guggen. Anything white is hitting on. They're hitting on white. Um, actually, for the, I feel like a real fisherman now, Gordon. White as rice, huh? <clears throat> no, I feel like I feel like a true bass fisherman because for the first time the other night I caught two, both over half pound, but two bass on your old school run of the mill spinner baits. You know the baits that people think of with the little skirt and the, the leaves that go. The, the bait I never was able to catch. Anything I caught but the a first two. On. We we're out in the uh, backside of Lake Zurich, and it was two feet out in the middle. And right by the water plant where they're sucking in water into so, substation, it was 10 feet. And on my live, I threw it down deep, and I grabbed two of them out of there. So for the so first time. So you had time, a breakthrough. Yeah. Um, caught on a new bait. But anyhow, so right now, white is hitting, um, but lack of rain. I did, went out, yesterday when we went out, I caught three fish, and all of them were over half a pound. So no dinks. Caught one on a white uh, worm out in the middle. Um, I, they've been active getting hits um but anyhow so uh white is hitting let me <sighs> so occasionally a bass will swallow a hook it happens right and this used to be problematic when we first started fishing because you know i don't like leaving hooks and fish it's called doing them dirty that's what it's called and due to enough problematic issues i have learned how to get a swallowed hook out of a bass um, and for those you live, living at home, for those you listening at home, when you reel that bass in... I'm not living at home. Where the fuck am I living? Someone else is home. You're hidden homeless. When you reel that bass in and you grab it, if, if you can't see the loop into that hook, if it's down in its throat, don't sit there and try to pry it out. Just go ahead and cut your line. Cut the fucking line, unless for some reason you still don't know how to tie a knot. Cut the line, take your weight, put it somewhere. Reach down there. 
you need to get a long a pair of long needle nose pliers. Always have a pair of long needle nose pliers. Reach down there and grab the barb end just enough where you can get it. So now you can see the barb end of the hook and the ring end of the hook. Once you get that barb end out, go through the gill plate, go through the side, grab the bob, barb end. Remember when we were kids, they used to say, Gordon, if you ever got shot with a bow and arrow, what do you do? You leave it in, but in reality, or, you pull it, pull it through the way it went in. As in like, if it went in, right, this way, you pull it through this way so exactly. you don't tear up the flesh. You don't yes. want the flat end going back through. Preferably go to a doctor's. I mean, you can't take it to a fish doctor. Yes, but I get it. But, in the, but so. in the fantasy world, the manly thing is you break the arrow in half and you pull it through. Same thing with a fish. You know, it, the barb, you don't want to keep pulling it down, pulling that flat end, just like you that, don't want to pull the arrow. That, that would be common sense, right? So you get enough of the barb, you can see it, go through the gill plate, pull it up, pull it out of the side, Fish is alive. I cannot tell you how many people leave the leave the just leave the hook and it'll rust out. Leave the hook and it'll rust out. Constantly hearing us. So I told Carrie, I said, one, I'm not buying it. I think that's I think that's a, a rumor people tell themselves to feel better about doing fish dirty. Well, have you ever caught a fish that had a previous hook in it? No, but my a red stain from a rust? No, but usually when that hook is in there, it's kind of in like in their esophagus. It's not down in their stomach. Like it's kind of. It's, it's in a problematic area. And so my hypothesis is the reason you never catch a fish unless they it's right when it happens is because the fucking things die in three days because they can't eat anything else because everything's getting snagged on your hook. And so I told Karen, well, let's just put a hook in a jar of water and see how long it takes to rust out. No, nah, man, it's the stomach acids in the fish's stomach that rots it out. Well, really? Because three-quarters of the hook's hanging out of their, in their mouth. It's not down in their stomach. It's the barbs in their stomach, you know. Well, people will tell themselves all sorts of shit to make themselves feel better, right? And so Carrie's like, well, let's Google it. So I asked Alexa, Alexa, how long does it take a hook to rust out of a fish's mouth? Here's something I found on this fast site. A hook will rust out within three to four days. Once again, I call bullshit. Maybe a 15-year-old hook, but you're trying to tell me a modern-day plated hook. If that's the case, then why don't my hooks rust out in three weeks when I'm fishing with the same hook four nights a week? I don't see any rust, not even a speck of rust. But anyhow, so I, I was like, why don't we just put one in a jar and, and see what happens? And she's like, well, people say it's a stomach acid. I, I think that's just something people tell themselves. But there's no reason to leave a hook in because I just explained how to get the hook out. So for those of you guys who are new to fishing, if you don't know how to get a hook out, there's a, you can see me do it on YouTube. Just pull it up, enough, cut your line, pull it up enough, go through the gill plate, pull the thing out, send the fish on its fucking way. Or keep the fish and go home and eat it and remove the hook that way. Morgan Long checking in. He said, hi, y'all. I got a terrible hook stuck in my cheek. Had to cut it off and pull it out the, by you the You don't want to let it rust out? Yeah, Morgan, why don't you just leave it in and let it rust out? <laughs> I always flatten the barb down now. No, you cut off the line and just pull it out the other way. Now, if you're fishing... Yeah, at that point, you're thinking, like, how, how do you get a stitch? If, if the needle goes in, it goes all the way through, right? If you're fishing with an American Eagle, extra wide gaps, or you're getting 20 of them for $1. fifty, flatten them all fucking day. If you're fishing with Spearpoint performance hooks that cost, like, $6 or $5 for six of them, at... 89 cents a hook. I'm not leaving the fucking fish. No, thanks. I'm saving those guys. Don, Don prefers those extra wide gaps. Well, if you want to do a Texas rig, but I, I see we're going there. 
But <laughs> Jesus yeah. Christ. We're supposed to have a little comedy here, right? Extra wide <laughs> gap. Is that what you kids calling it nowadays? Yeah. yeah. Cool. Lame comedy, but comedy nonetheless. Yeah, it's comedy yeah. nonetheless. Thanks for checking in, Morgan Long. What's up, Chris Quinton? Do, 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 do. So before the show, we were talking about old school songs that most of us know as nursery rhymes, but it was actually a, mm-hmm. a top radio hit yes, in the 40s. Was. And I do vaguely remember being a baby, a little, little bitty boy in the green room in the back of the house in Richwood and mom what about the singing. what about the Florida room in the back the yellow room maybe that was it anyhow mom singing this song to us which is you are my sunshine yes now you were telling me before the show when I cut you off I said nay save it so we have some content absolutely what is what did you discover about said song? Uh, so I was listening to Dead South's new album, one of their newer albums called um, Easy Listening for Jerks, part one or two. I forget which one. And they were playing part My Sunshine, which I was like, okay. So, you know, you go through your normal introductory lyrics, the one that we all remember our moms so graciously singing to us. You Unless you're sunshine. born in the 2000s. And right. <laughs> well, yeah. it may have been more of a 90s appropriate song. Um, you're my sunshine, my only sunshine. You make me happy when the skies are gray. No, I'm not going to sing it in rhythm. You, you never know, dear, how much I love you. Please don't take my sunshine away. We remember that. But I don't think we've ever been saying, and there's two of them, sung, sang. I am from Kentucky, so we've been saying it. Is The Other Night, Dear... As I lay sleeping, I dreamed that I held you in my arms. When I awoke, dear, I was making mistaken, so I hung my head and cried. Now, when I read that, I was like, did somebody die? Hey, come here. I dreamed I held you in my arms, but when I woke, dear, I was mistaken, and I hung my head and cried. No, he was saying, he said he had a dream that he was holding him in the har- her, on his arms, but when he woke up, he was alone. So what do you think happened? He was dreaming. Here, listen. He said he had a dream. Right, right, right. He had a dream. Hold on. But Hold then on. he woke up and he... But when I woke, I dreamed I held you in my arms. But when I woke, dear, I was mistaken. And I hung my head and cried. I think he dreamt that he was holding her, but when he woke up, he was alone. So he hung his head and cried. Well, there's another set of lyrics that are as follows. I will always love you and make you happy. If you were only, if you will only say the same, but if you leave me to love another, you'll regret it all someday. That same song? We'll continue here. Yep. It's in this room. It's not necessarily in the mall. This is one that was kind of left, the little darker lyrics that were left out. Nineteen forty. Jimmy Davis. There you go. Happy if you will only say the same. But if you leave me to love another you regret it all someday 
Some might say that's a threat, sir. Keep on going. That's when she went out and filed the restraining order. Bailey sitting in front of the door on guard duty. I see that. What's up, Oliver? Morgan Long says, like Glenn Campbell, gentle on my mind. Getting about 1940 songs, I can't get hit with copyright infringements. <laughs> Unless this was recorded modern. Doesn't sound very modern. You told me once, dear, you really love me. That no one else could come between. But now you've left me and love another. Trollop. You have shattered all my... And there it is. You are my sunshine. It's the original country song. Now, if we're going to go down the dark road. She left him, right? Yep, for another. What happens when you die? You're dead. It goes dark. It goes dark. I love you until I, you took my sunshine away. Maybe he... Uh, you know, it's crazy because people have a tendency, oh, old music, it's, you know, it's there's nothing. It's all sunshines and lollipops. It's it's nice and jaunty and, and you know, everything is good, right? Yep. Since we're, this was not part of the, the plan, but since we're on the topic <laughs> 40s music, we all know who the Andrews sisters are, right? Blink, blink. No. Boogie Woogie Bugle Boy from Company B. Oh, yeah. Where is it? Uh, da, 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 da. I haven't had that on rotation enough lately, sir. Uh, I thought it was the Andrews Sisters. I can't remember the name of the song, but there's a line. Um, oh, crap. What is the name of the... Anyhow, the basically the whole synopsis of the, the song is about how all the boys are going off to war in World War II. And so you, as a young lady in America, you might as well go down and hit on every boy ah. you can and, and get that loving, because if you don't, your neighbor's going to beat you to it. And of course, it's something like it's all fair and love and war, but I can't find the actual song. I've actually got the lyrics pulled up. I'm going What's the name of the right song? Now. The lyric, the song is Boogie Woogie Bugle Boy. No, that's not the one I'm talking about. That's we By talk, the Andrews Sisters. We can talk about Boogie Woogie Bugle Boy, but I'm talking about all, it has to do with all is fair and love and war because it's literally go steal your, your friend's boyfriend because there's no other boys around. And so they're basically talking about just horning it up because all the guys are gone. So if you don't go do it, someone else is going to get to it before you. So it's perfectly fine. Interesting. You know what's interesting about Boogie Woogie Bugle Boy of Company B? If you read, I think, Verse two. They made him blow a bugle for his uncle Sam. Keep going. Yeah, she blew a bugle. It really brought him down because he couldn't jam. Mm -hmm. The captain seemed to understand because the next day the cap went out and drafted, drafted a, band. a band. So we all know about the boogie woogie bugle boy for company B. Well, he had no sense of time. And so he could play a bugle only with a backup band, particularly a drummer. So he had... No skill. He could play a, bu a bugle, and as you just heard Gordon say, he had no time, he had no skill without a backup band. And so the, he was such a great buglist when he had a backup band that the captain went out and uh, 
Got him a band. I wish I knew. This gave me a late 80s flashback to Bugle Boy Pants. Mm-hmm. Oh, remember our stepbrother wanted them so bad uh, because yeah, Van Halen was all about them. Was teal. Mm. Yeah. I was in Hamilton Middle School, 7th or 8th grade. Uh, Bugle Boy jeans. Pardon me. Are those Bugle Boy jeans you're wearing? Well, yeah. yes. Yes, they are. No, I think I just mixed out with the Great Poupon commercial. Yeah, I was going to say. We had a lot of commercials in the 80s where random strangers would ask other random people what they had on or what they were eating. Are those if you do that now, you just get, fuck, fuck off. off, you weirdo. <laughs> yeah. What the hell, man? Why are you looking at my pants? Spe- oh, this was on our list of shit, and we'll just go through it now since we're on the 80s. Top 20 cartoons from the 80s. Let's see if you can guess any of these. And some of these are going to be like, oh, I completely forgot about that. Do, ready? Do, do, you ready to guess one? Yeah. Um, well, actually, I'm just going to go through the list and tell me if you remember the cartoon. Mm, I'd like to guess and see if I've got them right. Well, this is one of those weird slideshows, so I don't have the entire list in front of me. You can go. Uh, what do you think number number one of 22 are? Well, how is there 22 slides if there's only 20 cartoons? Uh-huh. Okay, here we go. Number 20. Number 20 on the top list of 20 cartoons from the 80s. What do you think number 20 is? See if it matches my list. Uh, Number 20, Let me put this this caveat. This does include cable channels, so it's not just the Saturday morning cartoons. (sighs) So you got to remember, you have Nickelodeon. You had the USA Cartoon Network. You had your Saturday morning cartoons. You have your Disney Channel cartoons. These are cartoons from the 80s, top 20. Top 20. I'm going to say Smurfs has got to be there. Okay. So I'm going to write these down, and then we'll go through the list. So you think Smurfs is on the list? Yep. Transformers. More than meets the eye. G.I. Joe. Mask. We had the toys that. Yep. Thundercats. Uh Uh-huh. Um... There's one I'm thinking of that's kind of... Oh, Inspector Gadget. Okay. What else did we have? Now, are you going to go with Voltron and Transor Z or just the one? I think... Gosh, I don't know. Both of those... Every time I've tried to look those up, they seem to be a harder pick between the two. Um, We'll go Voltron. Let's see, I think Voltron's probably more well-known than Transor Z. Yeah, I think the Voltron. only reason we knew Transor Z is because you had the Japanese kid in our neighborhood that you hung out with. What's going yep. on, James Johnson? Okay, so right now on your cartoon list, you have the Smurfs, Transformers, G.I. Joe, The Mask, uh, Thundercats, Inspector Gadget, and Voltron. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, although I thought that was maybe more 90s. You know why I think, I recently discovered this, you know why I think Turtles was the perfect animal to have as ninjas? People completely over, under, uh, people completely underestimate A turtle? the balance of a turtle. When we were kayaking, I have seen turtles precariously perched on soccer balls floating. How the fuck do you get on a soccer ball that rotates in the water? They they are they are perched on. And they have impeccable balance. Yes, they perch themselves precariously in the weirdest places. Like literally, their shell will be perfectly balanced. It's like, how did your little feet get you up there? How many times did he fall off to get to that position? You see them on. You're like, how do, dude? You have little feet and a flat. How did you get up there? You see Dennis the, the Menace and Heathcliff. I'm going to steal Heathcliff Dennis. from uh, James Johnson. Cheater. 
Heathcliff. Um, now, Heathcliff was kind of known as the poor man's Garfield. Garfield. Okay. Can't do According right. to How many we got there? Do we got 20? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. That's good enough. So, mm. Flintstones, James said. We'll put that down. Oh, yeah. Flintstones. Well, that's kind of 70s, though. Yeah. Okay. So Top 20 cartoons from the 80s, according to celebrity9.com.au. So, this is out of Australia, apparently. Well, this isn't even going to count. It's Australian cartoons. No, because everybody knows Everybody knows that when it comes to Hollywood, especially back then, all the mainstream came out of the uh, United States. Number 20, Inspector Gadget. Ding, ding, ding. Ran from 1983 to 1986. That's a new episode. They ran in syndication all throughout the 90s. DuckTales. Was DuckTales on that list? DuckTales. Woo! Or is that more 90s? Um, good question. We'll find out. Why is it awesome? Inspector Gadget was almost an animated version of the iconic TV detective Maxwell Smart. Same voice. Or is it by that much? Or was it a sound-alike? It was definitely a sound-alike, if not... I wonder who... Google that. See who voiced Inspector Gadget. What's this? Who originally did this? Let's see. Detective Maxwell Smart, bumbling detective, oblivious to danger around him. Don Adams' comic touch made this show so much more fun to watch. So Don Adams did the voice. Every kid wanted Penny's computer book, which was kind of a prototype for the iPad. Number 19 did not make the list. Maybe because we're a bunch of dudes here on the the White Old Man podcast. Yeah, it's going to be like My Favorite Pony or whatever. No, worse. This has got to be the worst. Care Bears. Worst cartoon, female-oriented cartoon of all time, Jim and the Holograms. Who, what, when, where, why, how? This was a USA Cartoon Network trying to be Josie and the Pussycats, but this was the 80s revamp of it, according to... written by the same people who wrote the Flintstones. Oh, actually, the Flintstones, that's pretty interesting stuff. According to Celebrity uh, 9, White's awesome. In an era dominated by cartoons aimed at guys, Jim was one for the girls. She lived a double life as a rock star while trying to keep her real identity secret. I was going to say like Hannah Montana, but they beat me to the punch. It's Hannah Montana made before Miley Cyrus was even born. So basically Disney ripped it off. (laughs) Number 18. Did you smurge Transformers, G.I. Joe, Math, Thundercats, Inspector Gadget, Voltron? There was another big robot one we're missing. Uh, You didn't say Transformers, right? Transformers, Dennis the Menace, Heathcliff. How did we forget this E-Man! Nope, you, you already the fucking gummy bears. Oh God! Number eighteen, the gummy bears. Why it's awesome? From nineteen eighty-five to nineteen ninety-one, six years run. Disney's first attempt at a full-length animated series paid off. Gummy bears was a step above the cheaply produced and poorly written cartoon of the time, setting the bar for, with its high productive value and quality storytelling. Hold on. Cheaply produced and poorly written cartoons at the time. Could we say the same? Is nothing's changed? See, I feel that the cheaply produced cartoons didn't come in until the early 2000s with Ed, Ed, and Eddie, which was a great show, but let's look at the background art. It was basically watercolor. I, I remember smack. Dad kind of complaining about how, how horrible the cartoons we were. So Dizzy's like first small. attempt at a full-length animated series paid off with Gummy Bears was a step above the other cheaply produced and poorly written cartoons such as Jim and the Holograms. Well, 
you know what? I can think about it. You know, the higher grade cartoons, which are Tom and Jerry's and your Looney Tunes and, and stuff like that, that was produced far before the eighties. So you're going to have to. I I vaguely remember this, and I think this was an either an HBO or an MTV series, and you're going to completely forget about this until I say it. Number seventeen ran from nineteen eighty three to nineteen eighty six, and it was Banana Man. No. I think no. it was an MTV or car, or uh, HBO series because it was very weird. Um, why it's awesome. When Eric Wimp eats a banana, he's transformed into Banana Man, a powerful superhero with an appropriate superpower. Sometimes it's the stupidest show that are the most fun, even though there was always something vaguely creepy about this one. Google Banana Man and tell me if that, if that was a Comedy Central or an MTV vehicle. I, it was not like a USA. It was re- a weird fucking show. And I forgot about it until I saw the thumbnail. And when you see the thumbnail... Oh, there's a song called Banana Man. It looks weird. But... When you see the oh. thumbnail, you'll probably remember Banana Man. Rainbow Bright, James says. Does that vaguely look familiar to you? That sounds very familiar. Blue, that crap. blue costume, yellow hood. Kind of looks like the tick, but with... Do you see him now? I definitely see him. Why does he look like he has balls for chin? Like I said, um, I think it was an MTV or a Comedy Central vehicle. <coughs> Banana Man, Wikipedia. <laughs> the Beano. Nope. The Dandy, the Nutty. Nope. And blah, blah, blah. I'm trying to see where it original comic strip. I'll find it. Yeah, I'm looking. I don't care. And cartoon. Yeah, here we go. 1983 to 86, the BBC. So it was. a cartoon series, Banana Man. From across Uh, the pond. From across the pond. Nickelodeon. Let's see if this brings back. It was aired on Nickelodeon Cable Network. Let's see if this brings back any memories. No. Transformation occurs. He turns into a monkey. Eric is Banana Man, ever alert for the. So Nickelodeon. I knew I watched it somewhere. As soon as I saw the icon, it's like. I said Nickelodeon. Yeah, I know. Then I was replying Nickelodeon. Here's one I forgot all about. Count Duckula. Do you remember this I one at all? Vaguely remember that. This one I do remember. It was basically a green Donald Duck with a bad toupee. Ran from 1988 to 1993. Why it's awesome. Count Duckula wasn't your average vampire duck. He was a comedic, wacky vegetarian determined to use his powers to seek fame and fortune through never quite being able to pull it off. Plus, there was a nanny. (laughs) So that was not on your list. Nope. This one shouldn't be on anyone's list. Um, I was never a real fan of (coughs) Scooby-Doo in general, which that's... And I really, I kind of, Scrappy-Doo, fine. This was a pup named Scooby-Doo. Ran from 1988 to 1991. This is when Shaggy and Scooby were, were as name implied, younger. I don't know why this would be on the list, but a pup named Scooby-Doo introduced a whole new generation to the... Uh, Scooby-Dooby-Doo, where are you? Lovable great dame, even though the gang are, of, the gang are all kids in the series, the monsters are still scary and absurd. That's the original cartoon. If it wasn't for you meddling kids. Did you say... you? I don't think you said this one either. What's that? A show I used to watch quite a bit. And now that I can see the 
knockoff for Magnum PI and Indiana Jones. Chippendale's Rescue Rangers aired from 1989 oh to 1990. So that would be when I start going into high school. So that's why I'd bail on that. So to me, that's not really, is that really an 80s cartoon? It's, it's technically because it's, it's cusp, 89. Right? I would say it's more, but it only ran for two years. Original. It must have ran in syndication through the 90s. Mm. Following the success of DuckTales, Disney set out to produce another action series starring two more of the fan class of fantastic classic characters, Chip and Dale, two chipmunks on the mission to fight crime. Adorable. This one I thought was a 70s cartoon, but nay, it aired from 1984 to 18, 18, 1889. Time Machine. Um, Wait, they had cartoons back then? This was a car, USA Cartoon Network. Let me see if I can find... Um, hold on. The theme song... Before the Cartoon Network? Uh, yes. It was USA had the Cartoon... Um, did I say the Cartoon Network? No, it was the Cartoon Express. And there was an album that came out where a bunch of bands did covers of the songs. And I want to say Sublime... No, Sublime did Hong Kong Philly. But anyhow, um, back to the, the Snorks. Wasn't a fan of the Snorks. I'm not a fan of the Snorks either. Everyone loves the Smurfs. The Snorks was an essentially an underwater version of the Smurfs. Therefore, everyone loved the Snorks. Plus, the Snorks were super cute, which always helps. Not really. They were creepy fucks with weird things on their head, and they lived under the water. Uh-oh. This one was on your list, Gordon. Uh, no, James. I Well, Grape Ape might be on here. I got 70s. I think Space Ghost is 70s originally, too. Though. Yeah, but he also bounced back in the late 90s with Space Ghost Coast to Coast on uh, Cartoon Network. Aaron from 1983 to 1985. It's one we all know. Super homoerotic. The one and only He-Man. By the Power of Grayskull, one of the first animated shows to be produced simply to sell toys. He-Man was also one of the first featured hand-to-hand combat. He was hugely uh, popular. I'm not going to argue that G.I. Joe was the same way. Which one came out first? Um... I know that said one of, so it's probably lumped in the same. Well, G.I. Joe, category. the original, came out in the 70s. They were the size of Barbie dolls. There's right, a great series There's a great series on Netflix called The Toys That Made Us. And they talk about when they're making He-Man, the, you know the tiger he rode? Yeah. The tiger they pulled out of their ass because they had a mold because the toy company used to sell jungle animal series. And so they found that the... He-Man could fit on a saddle that you put on the back of the tiger, and so they made the tiger out of green plastic, and that's where the whole tiger came from, and that's why he rides a tiger. But there's a great series. Remember on G.I. Joe how uh, Snake Eyes was completely black? Yes. That's because when they were making the new action figures with the G.I. Joe Kung Fu Grip, the three-inch size, they didn't have the budget to run the full line of action figures and so they figured out if they made snake eyes all black i.e not use any paints or dyes they could cut cost and ironically the cheapest gi joe that had the original the original run he had no color on him at all he was completely blacked out before they threw the gray on the eyes and and, stuff. The, and put the cobra the cobra logo the original and before he came with the wolf the original one was black to cut cost so they could have enough money to run the entire line on the first series. So you saying that Snake Eyes was the original leading the curve of the blackout everything? 
Yep, pretty much. I'm wondering, speaking of blacking out everything, little little non sequitur here. Oh, wow. I'm wondering when uh, when the, the 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 fad of blacking out all your your <clears throat> handles and shit on your cabinets is going to become a thing. But uh, I don't know. This one, I just had a huge, a huge flashback. I forgot this fucking cartoon existed. You're going to, have to see where this one ran. Number eleven, Danger Mouse. You remember this at all? Yes. With his little mole sidekick. Danger Mouse ran from 1981 to 1992. That's a long fucking run for a generic cartoon. Along with his assistant, Penfold, the secret agent agent solved crimes and took down bad guys, including Count Ducula, who was also a popular, he was given his own show. So Danger Mouse was a Disney cartoon. But he does not look Disney. He looks like... A super generic version of Mighty Mouse. Maybe they were just acquired by Disney later, and then they spun them off. See where Danger Mouse ran. Was that a Disney vehicle? I shall look it up. Danger Mouse. Uh, Keep going. The Trap Door. I do not remember this at all. This nope. looks like a claymation. I, I froze. I thought it was an ad for Monsters, Inc., Ran from 1984 to 1986. Stay away from the trap. The classic claymation series featured both comedy and light horror as monsters and mischievous creatures escape from the trap door and cause chaos on the Burke. I'm sorry, chaos for Burke, the blobby blue assistant of the Lovecraftian thing upstairs. Mm. The the blue thing looks like the thing from Monsters Inc. And this must be a Disney. Danger vehicle. Mouse was a, was a limey show. Okay, so. That would explain, and then Count Duckula maybe was not a Disney vehicle, even though he looks. Uh, Count Duckula was a is a British children's animated horror television series created <laughs> by British studio Cosgrove Hall Films. He looked like a ripoff of Daffy Duck, not uh, not produced Donald by Duck. Thames uh, Television for Nickelodeon. Yeah, so he looked like more like a generic def- Babar. I want to get on there. Babar. Sucked. Actually, you know who he looks more like? Less Disney, more Daffy. That's what I was saying. He looks more like a generic Daffy Duck opposed to yeah. Donald Duck. Uh, Babar ran from eighty nine ninety one. That don't even count. Here it is off your list, Gordon. I think let's see. You said which one did you get so far? He Man. I think you only got one so far. No. Mm-hmm. Very first one. Oh, which was what? Inspector Gadget. Oh, so you got two. You got Inspector Gadget and He-Man. I think the things I've the other things I named will be closer to the top of the list. Number eight ran from 1985 to 1990. Thundercats. Thundercats. Oh, why it's awesome. Their home world was destroyed. A group of cat-like aliens escaped to the third Earth, uh, where they. Are followed by evil what, mutants who determined Earth One and acquired their Thundercat powers. Can a show get any cooler than that? Snarf, snarf, snarf. So wait, they went from one Earth to third Earth. So one would as their home sp- planet was destroyed, a group of cat-like aliens escaped to third Earth. So what happened to Earth One maybe and they, or Earth Two? Which Earth did they come from? Maybe they came from Earth Two. I don't know. Or did they not come from an Earth at all? I don't know. Snarf, 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 <laughs> snarf. Oh, wow. I forgot all about this goddamn show. This has got to be another limey show. Yeah. Mysterious Cities of Gold ran from 1982 to 1983. A short-lived series follows Epstein, who set out 
to find his father in the city of gold animated in Japan and written in France. The series is remembered for its depth storylines and characters and for the erroneous, uh, Mechanical bird made of gold. Oh, I do remember that stupid golden bird. Let's see. Was this one on your list? Smurfs, Transformers, G.I. Joe, Mass, Thundercats, you got. Spectre Gadget, you got. Dennis Smith. You didn't go with Care Bears? No. Ran from 1984 to 1988. It was on my mind. I didn't say it. Care Bears taught kids lessons about and kindness without resorting to violence like fucking G.I. Joe. Yuck. Sticky sweet, maybe. Or Putin. Irresistibly cute, definitely. The series was followed by several theatrical films, including a Care Bears take on Allison in Wonderland. So okay. that, Vladimir Putin should have watched more Care Bears as a young adult, huh? I do not remember this at all. Number five ran from 1982 to 1986. Super Ted sounds like it was created by someone on an epic drug trip. A broken teddy bear is bought to life by a spotty alien cosmic dust. <laughs> Hold on, what? A broken teddy bear is brought to life by spotty alien cosmic dust and taken to a magic cloud trip. where Mother Nature gives him special powers. What the fuck? LSD. But that is exactly what made his show so memorable. Only a handful of 10-minute episodes were ever produced, but the show has become a cult classic. Amongst LSD users. Yeah, Super Ted. Not Okay, here we go, number four. Transformers. Ran from 1984 to 1987. Um, hello, it's about a team of extraterrestrial robots who can turn into cars, trucks, and pretty much anything else they want and then fight each other. That is the definition of awesome. We're down to... So you got Transformers, you got Inspector Gadget, you got Thundercats. Number three was the first one you listed, ran from 1981 <laughs> to 1989. That's a hell of a long run. Smurfs. The Smurfs may be small, but they are, were a big hit when they burst on TV screens in the early 80s. So popular, in fact, that the cartoon lasted a whole decade, becoming one of the longest-running animated series of all time, up against The Simpsons what and was Flintstones. Name? Uh, What's the cat's name? Not Azrael. Azrael. Yeah. And number two, Gordon <coughs> got Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Gargus smell. Ran from 1987 to 1996. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles provide a hit with both kids and teens because of its mix of action, sci-fi storytelling, and campy humor. Not to mention the lucrative toy line in the series. I had a shit ton of Ninja Turtles. And number one is an advertisement. Number one, ding, ding, ding. DuckTales, a woo-hoo. Run from 1987 to 1990, featuring classic Disney character Scrooge McDuck and his nephews, DuckTales is fondly remembered as classic thanks to the action-packed plots and the gang of hunted for treasure, solved puzzles, and protected Scrooge's fortune from the scheming villains. Plus, You mean they didn't have Blue's Clues? Oh, no, no, that was the 90s. That was, Blue's uh, Clues was 90s. Uh, no, I'm thinking the, or, blue, no, no, blue, blue, the blue the bear that flew the plane. Or is that all part of the oh, same? Oh, no, yeah. that was Blue from the Jungle Book who flew yeah. the plane. What the fuck cartoon was that? I think it's more 90s. Oh, what cartoon was that? I used to watch it. That is in Grove City High School and NJROTC in the afternoon. I'd see that thing come on when I was you know, supposed to be studying. Plane cartoon. What the fuck was that? Oh, that was Tailspin. No, Tailspin. Yeah, Tailspin. He flew the World War II era, like, duck boat, whatever thing. 
kind of like the spruce goose, but smaller. Yeah, basically. Basically. I don't know if you're aware of this, Gutter, but there actually was music recorded before 1989. What is this? You're going to wear this to the show. You're going to wear the shirt of the band you're going to go see. Don't be that guy. And now, to be or not to be that guy. We have a special edition of To Be or Not To Be That Guy. Uh, This is going to be To Be or Not To Be That Person Over the Age of 40. Nah, shit. Now, I live in an interesting world, and um, I either hang out with extremely (laughs) old people or people younger than me, i.e. Carrie's family and brothers and their friends, who are getting to their mid to late 30s, and one of them just creeped into 40. And so for all you young cats getting ready to cross that threshold, Gordon and I are here with a list of things to do immediately when you turn 40. So these things are fine when you're 20. You either start smoking meat or you start brewing beer. Or you become a World War II reenactor. Or you become a World War II historian. So we won't take as long as you do with the cartoons. I'll just go over these. Uh, These are things you need to stop doing as soon as you turn 40 because, well... You're 40 now. Sleeping on a mattress that your parent gave you. (laughs) Shit, that should have been done in your 30s, but okay. Yeah, well, some people, you know, if your mattress... I know mattresses are pricey. If your mattress has been around longer than the 7 to 10 years, wait until the next big holiday weekend when mattresses tend to go on sale and get you a new one. Memorial Day statistically is the best time. Things to do when you're immediately... Don was just out thinking about how old his mattress may be. Oh, I know exactly how old that fucking thing is. Uh, things to immediately stop doing as soon as you turn 40. Buying glasses, shampoos, and tires at the same location. <laughs> or that's when you really start doubling down on it. I was going to say, that would take Sam's Club. That would take BJ's. That actually seems more like a, something you would start doing in your 40s. It's time to specialize, finding the right shampoo for your hair. And the right glasses for your face. Costco is not the answer. Or you could also they say uh, Walmart, too. I think they, I was kind of maybe where they're originally trying to go. but Because most people, when they get their 40s, you have kids. You need to save on food. You buy food yeah. in bulk. You get that Costco credit card. You get the new tires for the trucks. You don't have the money to pay for them because you had to give your kid money for the 15th time. Because <sighs> Oh, there we go. Rant time. Now, listen. When you have extracurricular activities, I understand the pizza is not free. You got to buy pizza, you mark it up, you resell it, you make a little money for the school. I'm fine with that. But when you charge kids a dollar to play dodgeball for a fucking hour, are what? you kidding me? That was part of regular gym class. Sariana went to an extracurricular activity a few weeks ago where they hung out after school and had pizza and they had an outdoor movie and they had games and prizes. And we only gave her five bucks because we're tired of giving her ten, twenty dollars all the time for school. Where's this lottery money at? And I was like, "Did you have a good time?" She's like, "Well, I only had five dollars, so I could only get two pizzas of pizza and play dodgeball for an hour." They fucking charge these kids a dollar. Do they use the old red rubber utility balls for dodgeball anymore? No, I don't. I don't know. I know. I'm sure it's foam, but this to me, it sounds Nerf like this, balls. This whole thing's just a ruse to make money. That is. Once again, I understand you making money off of pizza, but the Charge what we got to pay the teacher's salary to watch them for a fucking hour. I mean, you get 50 kids playing 25 kids per team, that's a quick hundred bucks for one hour. I'm sure they turn over more, but anyhow, and back they didn't to the call list. Call it something cool like slaughter ball, like they no. didn't. Uh... Having vague intentions to exercise, 
Do it now, do it often, even if it's a walk around the block. If you yeah. choose to be sedentary, your body will adapt to that lifestyle and you'll begin to shut down uh, vital systems because it feels you don't need them anymore. Feed your soul and your body by giving them oxygen and Not flux quite heard that take before, but okay. It's, it's a good the, one. It's the truth. Yeah, I've just not quite heard that mentioned before. All about it, shutting down things you don't need. Yeah. This well, you don't need this brain anymore, so I'm going to shut... Well, number four is, is interesting, because I think if you continue to do this in your 40s, some may consider you to be an alcoholic. Binge drinking. Oh, yeah, you better not be binge drinking. The damage done to your liver is more significant in your 40s than in your 30s. Your liver is trying to keep up. But as you age, cell turnover slows down, and the entire process of filtering out the bad stuff slows to a crawl. Then you're just walking around with it inside you. You can still drink occasionally. A few glasses of wine might even get, be mm -hmm. good for you. But it's time to put an end to the weekend of drinking to excess to find well, out the, if you're the case having too much. <laughs> find out what your drinking habits say about you. This is a good one. Do you, if you're in your 40s and you're drinking beer because it's what you can afford in quantity versus you're drinking a quality beer that's less, that you drink less of, is a tell? I think if you're over 40 and you're drinking more than two beers a night, that's a tell. Eh, I am actually less than that. I say more than a couple a week. Oh, I was being courteous. I mean, I drink one a night. I'm not a man because I go out fishing for six hours and drink one tall boy the whole time, warm all the way until it's warm. I I just I Actually, can't sit around and drink. I just can't do me it. Me neither. And and be quite honest, I don't remember the last time I had a drink of beer that wasn't at a bar probably a year or two ago. I literally buy now one. I just sip on scotch or whiskey, and that's it. I literally buy one tall boy at two in the afternoon, go out fishing, and I'm still. Sipping on that thing at four o'clock. I tell you, so I, I, if I, when I used to go to the PC gas station because I'm being good on the way to work and it's like six o'clock, six fifteen, I see those guys strolling in. They actually look like they're on their way to work because they're in construction outfits and that mm -hmm. are kind of clean. Painters and they're and getting a couple of tall boys and shoving them in their, their paper bag. And I'm thinking, there's a guy who's got a problem. Yep. Or you see him buying the cases of beer because they're inside painting and in houses that no one's around. Stand wearing number five enough. on the top things to do when you're you hit forty, wearing clothes that do not fit. Oversized because pants, got fat. Oversized pants that don't stay on your waist, or a shirt that's too tight. The buttons are on the verge of popping across the room. Is not a good look. Trust us, nothing feels quite as glorious as Man, clothes that fit. I swore fit. this fit yesterday. Shouldn't I think that last sentence is true. Trust us, nothing feels more glorious than clothes that fit. I grew up in the 90s. Mm -hmm. I wore super baggy pants, not jinkos. Yeah, actually, you were way baggier than I ever went. Super baggy pants. And when I got into my mid-30s, I started buying Levi's instead of the generic pants. And I actually bought pants my size. And it's true. There's nothing. When I wear, like, I wear a size 34 and 36 in some pants, it depends on the cut. Depends on what you're carrying in that waistband. But uh, when I wear pants now that are too baggy, I feel like I have like a fucking afghan hanging off me. It just feels like it's draping. And you didn't know how you ever did it before. Well, not only how I did it before, but how I used to skateboard in that shit. Well, you always blew out the crotch, right? 
And well, I wore a lot of corduroys by the time high school rolled around. Being in debt, number six. Start off by uh, start off by canceling all occasional credit cards. If you have a Target card, that five percent discount you earned at checkout is useless unless you pay it off. Your three dollar box of tissues could end up costing you five dollars and sixteen cents if you carry that balance over for at least three months. Purchases like that, parentheses, even though they seem small, add up. Increase your credit score, pay off the card, and just use it sporadically. Because if you don't, they cash that, they'll cancel that shit. Because apparently, they only have so much money to loan out. Well, and I will back that up with our debt. We we keep our credit card debt at a minimum. We usually play beat the interest. We'll pay it off within a month, except for when Ollie had his surgery. It's the first time we've paid interest in the uh, 12, 13 years I've been married. So, uh, which which when you're used to not paying interest and playing beat the bank. It uh, it kind of hurts, you know. So yeah, keep that shit minimal. Or Taking the wrong vitamin supplements. Too many mm. people pop multivitamins that may not work for them. You might need certain vitamins based on your specific metabolism, pre-existing conditions, or medical history, based on blood test results. Your doctors yes. can give you recommendations that are right dosage and brand vitamins. Hey doctor, what's the fat guy in his forties, close to fifties, multivitamin to take? Not having from silver, I hope. Yeah, not having a primary physician, urgent care clinics, or just that yes. urgent care. They shouldn't be regular treating you for colds, flu shots, or um, alarming symptoms. Get a doctor who <laughs> will get to know you and your history. Or the emergency room, which gets real expensive. Number ten, using the same password. We'll skip past that. Number eleven, I think this is super important that people. This should just apply to everybody. I don't care what your age is. Using artificial sweeteners. Fuck that shit, yo. If you haven't kicked the sweetener having it by now, here is extra incentive for you. A recent study published by the Journal of Molecules found that that's got to be a fun journal to read. I subscribe to the Journal of Molecules. It is invigorating reading. Invigorating reading. I found that six common artificial sweeteners approved by the FDA had toxic effects on digestive gut microbes which affect metabolism. Seriously. Every diet cola you drink is messing with your body's chemistry. You hear that, Gary? Yep. Oh, this is an interesting take. Blindly given to charity. Yeah, because how much of that money actually ends up to where it needs to go? It may look like charity and sound like a charity, but some research before sending over your hard-earned cash. There are inter I'm sorry, there are internationally recognized charities that only give a small fraction of the donations. Wounded Warriors. United Way. That receive to the victims or researchers or whales they claim to help. The rest of your money goes to the greedy people at the top of the organization. Well, Wounded we Warriors. gotta pay all the employees. Why are they making four hundred thousand a year? Hmm? Stop only drinking water when you're thirsty. I don't know. I don't know about this ex extra hydration trend. I think you should drink more water, yes, but if you're thirsty, you're already dehydrated. Don't drink water slowly when you are hot or when you're exercising. Make it part of your daily routine. The best way to nourish your body is with sufficient water. I don't buy into the over-carrying around a gallon of water and drinking it by night. Oh, those knuckleheads at the gym? Just replace, and, they're, and they're probably wearing socks now instead of shoes? Just replace your soda with water. Yep. I need to do that, too. And or if you live in the desert, drink a little more because this shit just gets sucked right out of you. Or moderation. Instead of drinking soda, 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 water, drink soda, water, soda, water, and then slowly 
peel off, maybe throw a Gatorade Zero. So how are you doing on your um, do office soda routine? Not as I do. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm drinking Gatorade Zero, so that should tell you something. Say Which I'll is like drinking a tomorrow. Diet Mountain Dew. Or, yeah, pretty much. Artificial sweeteners. <laughs> Saying I'll get to it tomorrow. Whether it's procrastination or fear, whether you've been putting off needs to become a priority. You if turning what? 40 teaches you nothing, it's life moves fast. So I'm guilty when, when Katina comes up to me and says, hey, you pro- we haven't done this yet. And I, I'm saying, well, you give me six more months and then ask. I'm going to skip through some of these. Um Wearing your hair too long, skipping sunscreen. I definitely need to. I've been yeah, wearing sunscreen. You're starting to look like a mitt. Yeah, I, I've been wearing sunscreen and I've been wearing my hood up. Passing on voting. How's them crow's feet? Um, eating the same foods forever. Forgetting I anniversaries. Like hot dogs. Living unorganized filth. Wearing any piece of clothing that's old enough to buy alcohol. Hey, no. Or, hold on. Any piece of clothing, like shorts that have elastic waistband, all of a sudden they go, they just crack and they stretch out. Have you ever had that happen? No. But I've I, literally have had that happen recently. That tells me I'm not replacing them If enough. you own a t-shirt that's half your life, it's time to let it go. Why? Because then it resells as vintage. I've sold all my ICP t-shirts on eBay for twice what I paid for them. And they were funked up and everything else. I'm Follow sure. your kids on social media. What? If you're doing a... If you're doing it superstitiously to keep tabs on it and make sure they're safe, that's one thing. That's a parent's right. But if you have friends, if you're they're friends with them friend. on Facebook, Instagram, because you want to be pals with them, okay. Yeah, yeah. Stop being late. Uh, spending weekends inside playing video games. I agree with that. If you ain't five minutes early, you're five minutes late. Doing things just to prove you can hang. Um, and living in the past. Using Tinder. Oh, my God. I know so many people that live in the past. Buying discount booze. Avoiding dairy, et cetera, et cetera. So those are some things. Wait, you are they want telling to you to stop avoiding dairy? Or are they telling you to start avoiding dairy? I just closed it out. Um, here's a fun little headline before we get in your news. Greece's public postal service offline due to ransomware attack. Imagine that. The ELTA, the state-owned provider of the postal service in Greece, has disclosed ransom incident directly on Sunday and still keeping most of the organization services offline. And the initial statement about the attack came on Monday when the ELATA announced the cause of the service disruption, claiming that the immediate response is isolation. The entire data center has helped mitigate the impact. But so if you're waiting from that birthday card from your great mama in Greece, it's probably going to be a little while. It's funny, the ELA, the way you say hello in Greece is Ella. Um, hello. Hello. Ella. Hello. I don't know. They don't have a British accent. Half-assed review. We haven't done one of these in a while. Make it quick. I know we're running a little long. I was watching TV the other night. No, watching Netflix or YouTube. And they had this overly in-depth commercial about these Swedish people who want you to stop using Q-tips because all you're doing is cramming earwax down in the ear canal. So they invented the soft tip. Weird name because it's... Swiss. You talking about that little looks like a, a, a sheetrock anchor? So I'm, I call it lovingly call it the ear screw. <laughs> but yes, it actually a, looks uh, interesting. To be quite honest, I've considered it. It's but. a handle. I bought one on Amazon. I saw the commercial and I couldn't remember the weird Swedish name, Traviv or Travab or whatever. And so I went on Amazon and found the, the Chinese ripoff version. And it came in today. 
And I will say, as somebody who destroyed a pair of Raycons with some nasty ass ears, that shit works. Um, Pull a little extra shit you didn't realize you had in there. I know. I realized I had it in there for some reason. Um, if I get water in my le- left ear, water stays in my left ear more. My right ear is fine, but I'm constantly having problems with my left ear. My left ear was fucking disgusting. <laughs> so you ever try doing the uh, hydrogen peroxide in your ear? I do that to get. The, uh, I do that, and then I put swimmers' ear drops in there and lay in my bed. And and I, usually, I find out when I wake in the morning, my left ear hurts. But anyhow, I cleaned an inordinate amount of funk out of there. So if you've seen a commercial for the Travage or whatever it is, what I re- lovingly call the ear screw. Um, you can go to Amazon get the uh, knockoff version from China. It comes with a handle. This isn't going to be on YouTube. And like, no, no one wants to see that. And like 40, 40 That'll be like your most viewed video. 40 <laughs> washed, uh, rewashable. Um, I'm sure they want you to throw them away, but they're rubber. You can you can clean that funk off. But yeah, go. I just realized I, I got the What's the Scuttlebutt logo in the corner of the uh, podcast from last night. So now that's gone. Uh, but anyhow. As we're nearing the end of the show. The ear screw works great. Um, that's not the name of it, but just put in earwax cleaner because q-tips are not i've seen i've seen them advertised all over social media for the last two years carrie saw it she's like oh i saw that ad for that i was like yeah me too here you want to try so i I won't even clean it for you i bought the ear screw her ears were definitely way cleaner than mine like nothing came out of hers mine looked like a fucking stabbed somebody stabbed the pudding monster with it but can you hear better that's the question yeah a little bit um I'll know when I put my earbuds. Well, my left earbuds destroyed anyhow. It got water in it. And actually, no, what happened was the little screen. <laughs> packed with wax. Well, the little screen, I was cleaning it one day, and then it got down inside, and I was trying to pick it out with the needle, and I think I punctured the speaker, but anyhow. And it How does, long have you had those Raycons? A long time, and the left one doesn't hold a charge. Carrie's got a pair of brand new ones out there. She's used twice, but they're like rose gold. But I guess some. But when you upgrade, go with the the new pro, the new pro everyday pros are nice. I guess I'm secure enough in my manhood that I can wear Carrie's rose gold ones. Joining us now from the Digital 410 West News Desk in Las Vegas, Nevada, Gordon Abernathy. I'm sorry, James. I do not need a camera to look inside <laughs> my ear canal. <laughs> What the hell, man? I got so used to that annoying. How are you doing today? I was going to say, well, Gordon, how are you doing tonight? But I looked down at my phone, and James in the live stream says, they have ones that have a camera you can hook to your phone. I do not need to see inside There's a reason I'm not a plumber. I don't need to see in my ear canal. I'm not. I don't need to see that shit. That's gross. Breaking news. Yeah, you just buried the needle. What's up? Breaking news. Breaking news. We had a breakthrough today, and I wasn't there. So we've had Oliver since november 2020 yeah we all have pandemic dogs we all got pandemic dogs and well oliver doesn't like to use the public toilet so like when he goes to mcdonald's he's not down for the cause so when you go to the park he's not down for the cause i call it the public toilet because that's where all the other dogs go today he did he did a big old number two with Katina. She's extremely happy, and I'm really surprised. Great, something get I get to clean up. Get, get a text message with three turds on it, but uh, you know, it, that's that's good. I mean, that's one of the worries of traveling with him is we even drove the Rio Light and back six hours, and he didn't use the bathroom once. But now maybe it's, it's big news, believe it or not. Uh, also, I know this isn't news yet, but I had to go get fillings that put my teeth. 
a couple of weeks ago, redone yesterday. Wow, that's fantastic. That sucks, by the way. Uh, what so happened? Anyway, so I had them done, and uh, for the last week, it felt like there was just shit jammed between my teeth. Food every time I ate. And then I, I'd get in there with the water pick and try to get it out and get in there with the, the floss and the toothbrush. And all of a sudden, Sunday, my gums just started bleeding like crazy. Did not buff them down good enough? Well, he, he, I went in yesterday. It was kind of an emergency visit. I said, hey, you know, it's actually feeling better today. Maybe maybe whatever. I thought maybe some uh, material fell down between my gum and my tooth. Um, and, uh, you know, he's in there and he's picking something out. Yeah. He goes, uh, um, you mind if I redo your fillings? I'm like, well, I don't think I got a choice, bud. I don't know. Am I paying for them? <laughs> no, I'm not paying for them. So what he was telling me, though, is interesting at the end of it. He said the newer style, that's the white filling. It's very, it's a lot, it's harder to work with than the silver. It flattens out, it moves around, and I guess my cavity was between my back two molars. Duh. And uh, he finally got it. Needless to say, I hate the dentist, and I hate that needle that goes in when oh, you... Oh, uh, God, that's the worst. <laughs> when you get the Novocaine, even though I he puts the... The worst dentist in my life when I lived in California. Some Korean chick. Worked for a web host company, had free dental care. It was fantastic. But uh, I had to work, like a lot of people do. So I found a dentist in La Harbor, California, and she would schedule me at 5 o'clock at night. Perfect. That's when I usually go. But apparently she always had things to do at 5 o'clock at night. She's tired and wanted the F out of there, huh? So she would shoot me up with the appropriate amount of Novocaine. But couldn't Just be bothered to, to wait. Couldn't be bothered to wait the amount of time it takes for Novocaine to kick in. Right. She shot me up with so much fucking Novocaine. Three to two, uh, two days later, I broke out in hives, was sent home from work because they were afraid I had poison ivy. And apparently poison ivy is not common in California. It is in Ohio and Kentucky. They're afraid of... And I had, a, I had a cavity in my canine tooth that's crooked because I was too cool for braces in school. Even though I was supposed to get them, I refused. And so she had to use like those lip clamps. And then I had a blood blister on my lip. Looked like I had fucking herpes. I had fucking rashes all over my body because she shot me up so much Novocaine because she couldn't wait the appropriate amount of time for it to kick in. And oh, it was a goddamn nightmare. And I think like six months later, she was out of business. Good riddance. Good riddance. All right, moving on. There's a, a main island library that, well, they'll take all the banned books you have. A main island, like an island off a of main? That is correct, sir. So a main, an island off the coast of Maine has a yes. library that will take all the books you don't want. In Matinicus Island, Maine, there is an island of misfit toys, according to the AP. Wow. Because, you know, they got to be punny. And in the popular holiday classic, now there's an island for all the unwanted and banned books. The tiny library on Manteticus Island, which is located 22 miles off the main coast, is on a mission to fill its shelf, shelves, not one shelf, although that would be kind of funny, with books that have fallen out of favor elsewhere. From books such as A Tango Makes Three, <laughs> the story of two male penguins, penguins, peng where am I from? Penguins that raised a chick together to the classic, like, a kill a mock to kill a mockingbird. Oh, that's banned. Yeah. 
How about Mouse? By Harper Lee and Handmaid's Tale by Margaret Atwood or Grapes of Wrath by one John Steinbeck. What about Mouse? Oh, probably. I'm sure the one about George is... All the books uh, Can are I feed the rabbits, included. George? Wasn't that who that Looney Tunes uh, with the abominable snowman, what not who he is based off of? And yes. And, then, uh, and the version uh, I remember was from the early 90s before Billy Bob Thornton was Billy Bob Thornton. It was Billy uh, Bob Thornton and I want to say, uh, was it Bill Paxton? It's out of gas. Uh, Sling Blade. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All the books are welcome, including those that are being banned or canceled in other parts of the country. Eva Murray recently returned from a trip to the mainland. I had too much scotch. With a bunch of books, including the aforementioned A Tango Makes Three, which the American Library Association says is one of the most banned books in the country. We're in the South. Yeah, right. We are buying banned books in order to publicly push back against the impetuous to banned books. Well, you're a small island off the coast of Maine that probably gets 20 people a day mm-hmm. at the most. I, I get your, your your cause, but in my opinion, and I know this isn't the news, this is me editorializing here, I think you need to be in a bigger place. Anyway. I, that's just a way to, to get their names in the paper. Yeah, because there's only 100 year-round residents, so I'm over my 20-day, maybe... 10 a week. If I said 40 miles out of Pasadena, I met a girl named Tina. What band is that? Dada. Is this the right song? I think it is. Show me my show me her posters. That that phrase came in my head in the middle of your news. I'm like, I know it's Dada. I know I have it on my computer, but I can't remember if this is the song. I know he's, it's like, when the music stops, it's like 40 miles out of Pasadena. I don't know. Back to the news. All right. So, I would call this the shitbag of the week. He's not the shitbag of the century, which is currently Vladimir Putin. Yeah, right. But there is a man who pleads guilty to taking two baby bears from their den. Oh, what a dick. What a dick. <clears throat> A Northern California man who admitted to taking two bear cubs from their den and notified officials after he was unable to care for them pled guilty to possession of prohibited species, according to wildlife officials. One, Cody Dylan Stetzer, <laughs> Dylan spelled D-Y-L-O-N, 29, holy cow, your parents are definitely Gen Xers, 29 <laughs> and a co-worker who had a uh, you think his sister's name's Brenda? <laughs> yeah, what's that? You think his sister's name's Brenda? With a Y? Probably. Little Brenda and Dylan? You said 90s. Yep. yep. A co-worker who had not been identified and cooperated with authorities took the month-old bears, one month, they're not nice. even weaned off, from their den in a tree that had fallen across the forest road, according to the California Department of Fish and Wildlife, on Tuesday. Setzer... Not to be confused with Brian Setzer. Conducted, contacted wildlife officials on March 9th, 2019, and told them that he had found the baby bears along Highway 263, located north of Yurka in Yurka, Siskoyo County. 
the department said, but the wildlife officers became suspicious with this story and they went out to the site and found no bear tracks or habitat. Bear cubs are 100% dependent on the sow, not to be confused with cow. And if they had been wandering on their own, they would not have survived. So needless to say, this guy's a piece of shit. And his co-worker at a timber management company confessed <laughs> timber wildlife management. officials. These are people who know better. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I hope uh, they throw the book at you. Uh, speaking of weird animals, border authorities find 52 reptiles nice. hid- hidden in man's clothing. How small were these reptiles? Or how big was the man? Good question. San Diego, California. A man who tried to slither past U.S. God damn you guys. So a guy who tried to get past U.S. border agents on California had 52 lizards and snakes hidden in his clothing, according to authorities. The man was driving a truck when he arrived in the... Now, do you put the lizard or the snake next to your ball sack? Uh, One would hope the snake. The man... snake's probably more likely to bite than the lizard. Yeah, but it can also give you a little support. Um, the man was driving a truck when he arrived at the San Ysidro border crossing with Mexico on February the 25th. He was pulled out for additional inspection. I have a feeling an animal fell out of him. Mm-hmm. U.S. Customs uh, and Border Protection said in a statement, agents found 52 live reptiles tied up, tied up in small bags, which were concealed in the man's jacket, pant pocket, and groin area, yep, according you. to statement. Nine snakes and 42 horned lizards were seized. Some of the species are actually... This just in. 22 miles out of Pasadena, I picked up a hiker hiker. named Tina. Now we've only been here a couple of weeks. Soaking up the sun, the trees and the freaks. Moved in together. Got a cat named Ringo, and he purred like leather. Leather purred? In Santa Monica, but a Carly and a gold harmonica. Welcome to your trip back to 1994. Back to the news. Needless to say, the, the guy arrested absconding with the snakes out of, and, and lizards out of Mexico was a 32-year-old U.S. citizen. Bastard. You can't trust a reptile nut. Those are just weird dudes. And you Who's know, worse? Who's worse? Them are big cat nuts. Well, that's a good point because I was going to say, and the big or cat is nut, even. No, well, what I was going to say is, you knew that guy had on a black button-up shirt with some sort of flame or tiger or a dragon on it. But so do the fucking lion guys. They wear lion and reptile guys wear the same weird clothes. So they find the gaudiest shit they could get at the flea it's, market slash slow up meat. Yeah, it's they they have that button up shirt with just the like semi medieval from a mariachi band. It's kind of cross between medieval and like something you would see mariachi at, at like an eighties uh, dio type <laughs> look. You know, you know, you know the guy I'm talking about. I know. Unfortunately, I know the. Uh, uh, yep. Waiting for uh, one Quentin Tarantino to come up with a movie about reptile smugglers out of Mexico. Reptile smugglers. Florida news. Unfortunately, this is not a good story. No. Four, four students. 
were hit by a car while waiting for a school bus in Florida. Cape Coral? Royal Palm Beach, California. Or Florida, shit. Royal Palm Beach, Florida. Okay, don't know that's at. I'm wondering if it's the Bougier Palm Beach because it is royal. Maybe. Or is it the actually, is it a move in the other direction? Hmm. Four students in Florida were rushed to the hospital Tuesday. Thank God they seem to be alive so far. After authorities said that they were hit by a car while waiting for their school bus. The Palm Beach County Sheriff's Office said that the crash happened just before 7 a.m. in Royal Palm Beach. The Sheriff's Office said that the driver of the vehicle drove onto a sidewalk. Oh, look at that. They actually got sidewalks and struck the students. Gee, you think they're probably either A, under the influence, or B, there was a medical episode. Their condition has not been released. Uh, the video from script station WPTV shows a badly damaged SUV. Its windshield is shattered. Oh, dear God. And the front bumper is smashed. The airbags have also been deployed. I called a parent's principal, <laughs> Michelle Fleming, called the crash a devastating situation. Yeah, no shit. That's kind of like the big country of Russia invading the small country of Ukraine. Mm -hmm. And said counselors and school police therapy dog is available. I bet you it's a cavalier. Uh, for any student who may have witnessed this incident or anyone who just would like to seek some comfort, authorities will, will be looking into whether the driver was impaired at the time of the crash. So uh, no word on, on the status of the shitbag. Or it may not be a shitbag. It could have been. There's a lot of old people down there, so it could have been a legitimate medical deal. But my, my, my guess is it's a good chance that somebody is looking at their cell phone. Cereal and milk. So, you've been on a kick lately. Well, because I got Winamp back on my computer. I can well, listen well, to the songs that I've had say, since the 90s. Well, that's what I was going to say. Have you found... Okay. Test me. Name a song. I'm not naming songs. It's more of a, a view thing. Okay. We used to listen to, to these songs when we were way younger. Some of this shit and holds up. Had, hold on. And our thoughts of these songs may be different than listening to them today for the first time in maybe five, ten years and where you are in your life. Do you find a, find a, a shift in your view on the songs or some of the lyrics? Do you maybe I, resound in a different way? No, just because I'm not listening to them in my car when I'm free thinking. I primarily turn them in here when I'm working on websites or whatever. Or try, show. try to free thinking route. Yeah. It may hit you a little differently, which is good. That means you're evolving. If it doesn't hit you differently, you're not evolving and you need to seek help. I even got into German hip hop in the early 2000s. Now, your favorite hockey goalie's name is. You mean the guy with the wild now? Yeah. Yeah. Andre Fleury, which was and which is a flower, right? Yes. This group was called Blumtoff. You know what Blumtoff is in German? Uh, something about the flower about the pot. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine being an American e hip hop group popping up in that? Can you imagine being an American hip hop group called Flower Pot? Well, yeah, I can, and it, but it would have to be stylized in a marijuana kind of way. Yeah, I guess. Blue Hanging top. out with the uh, the, uh, the Cottonmouth Kings and 
and uh, S- was that SRH? Yeah. Uh, that's all I've got for the news, man. That's all you got for the news? That is it. That's it? That is it. I'm done. That's it? Yep. Oh, uh, okay. No. I know what the problem is. There ain't no gas in it. Ain't no gas in it. That's what you should have. That, that would have been a perfect segue for your whole fishing story with no fish. Uh, but uh, uh, ain't no gas in it. Mm-mm. Well, I guess that's going to wrap it up for this episode of the What's in Your Head podcast. We want to appreciate everybody for coming out and uh, hanging out with us for another week. And uh, we will talk to you all on Tuesday. If you want to support the podcast, please head over to whatsinyourhead.com or d-410.com. Send us an email, by the way. Email us at info at d-410.com. Uh, just let us know what you think. Let us know what you want to talk about, yada, yada, yada. But while you're over at whatsyourhead.com, please click on the uh, Patreon link, sign up. It's only a dollar a month, and that goes a long way to support the cause. And while you're there, please head over to youtube.com, click on YouTube, and subscribe and, and watch some videos because we really need some hours on, on the watching. Just for fun, when I, before we wrap it up, Give me the name of one song, one band, just any old band. I got six thousand some odd songs on my computer. Try to throw, try to stump me with a band. One band. I'm working on it. See if you got it in there. Yep. Head PE. A B C D U do do do. A B C D. I can't find the find button, so I gotta okay. A B C D U the M. I wonder if I can take control. Oh, there's House of Crazy, so I'm knowing the H's. House of Pain. Um, Hollywood Undead. Helmet. What'd you say? Head P.E. Ain't nothing right. There's a hole in me that I can't feel. No matter how hard I try. We'll come back next week with another Stump Don and his computer with a song. Thank you guys so much for hanging out. We will talk to you all next week. This has been a Digital 410 production. Yep, I need to see if I can do control five. Have you heard 